Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Did you miss us? We took last week off unintentionally because uh, Mike has family and people that care about him and want to spend time with him over the Christmas holiday, where I don't. So I could have easily recorded a podcast, but Mike uh, Mike could not. So anyways, we are back with Real Film Nerds, episode number 354, and we are just going to make up for lost time. We're going to review two movies. We're going to review Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and Ferrari. So I'm not sure how this is going to go because we haven't done two in a long time. I don't think we've done two in like two or three years, I think, at, at least. Right, Mike? It's been a long time since we've done two. Long time, dude. So I'm not sure how we're going to get all of the different things in that we do. So maybe we won't, but we'll see how it goes. So since we're supposed to do Aquaman first, we're going to start with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom that came out two weeks ago. Yeah, I think two weeks ago, something like that. It came out right before Christmas, so the December 22nd. Yep, yep. So uh, I'll just right? go ahead. I'll yeah. just go go ahead and run it, run well, do no, the rundown, Mike, dude. Mike, I want to. Our our listeners want to know how was your Christmas because you had to take all that time off to spend it with your family and not work. Oh, uh, Christmas was good, dude. Um, the the kids uh, made out like bandits. We now have more toys and more things, and we just can't get rid of the stuff fast enough. But uh, yeah, it was good, dude. I ate a lot of food. Lots and lots of food, dude. They they ain't got nothing on me, Mike. Ain't got nothing on me. They got rooms <laughs> of toys. I got a house of toys. That's that's true. You do have a house of toys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but yep. none of your toys are open, so you can't play with them. Hey, some of them are. Not a lot of them, but some of them are, yes. Yeah. So, eh, eh, Mike, anywho, the kids open sh- their toys. Mike, what was your best uh, Christmas gift? What was my best Christmas gift, dude? Um, oh, I got this thing from Mags for the beach. So uh, it's like a cart, uh, like a beach cart, so we can bring out all our stuff so I don't have to make like six trips. That's probably the best best gift. Nice, dude. Nice. Well, uh, my family pretty much didn't get me anything because for some reason I have become the black sheep in my family now. Um, I don't understand why, but, um, my, uh, oldest nephew got me a, uh, cheap impact from, uh, Harbor Freight, which is what I wanted because it's going to live in my, uh, Jeep for when I blow a tire in a weird area and I need to get the wheel off, you know, with, and a four way wrench just isn't going to work. So that was probably a good gift. And then uh, the other gift is I spent uh, a lot of money on Mannheim steamroller tickets for my mom for her Christmas gift. And uh, she came up with my younger sister and myself. And then a long story, but uh, my buddy Ron ended up going as well, and I bought him a ticket. She has been wanting to see Mannheim steamroller in concert her whole life. She's never gotten to. And she cried through like the whole thing because she was so moved by it and loved it so much. So that was my second gift. My mom being super, super, super happy for seeing Mannheim Steamroller. Well, that's cool, dude. It was 400 bucks for four tickets, but I got 
you know, we were like 10 rows back. So, so it was like a hundred bucks a ticket. It was about a hundred bucks a ticket with fees and everything. Yep. Wow. All right. So anyways, all right, Mike, um, Aquaman two and the lost Aquaman two and the lost kingdom, Aquaman and the lost kingdom, AKA Aquaman two there. I will speak. Oh, and that's the other thing. I'm sick, so I'm a little gravelly. Uh, I'm feeling better, but I still am not 100% great. So if I sound like shit, there you go. Mike, give us the rundown. Ready, set, go. Okay. All right. With that, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom was directed by James Wan. It was written by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, James Wan, and Jason Momoa. This movie is starring Jason Momoa, Patrick Wilson, Yahe Abdul-Mateen II, Amber Heard, and this is Black Manta seeks revenge on Aquaman for his father's death. Wielding the Black Triton's power to become the formidable foe to defend Atlantis, Aquaman forges an alliance with his imprisoned brother. They must protect the kingdom. Um, so, uh, uh, Mike, you looked up how to pronounce Yahe Abdul-Mateen II, didn't you? No, I just did it real quick without thinking. Uh, oh, okay. I was going to say, cause you nailed it. That was pretty <laughs> wild. <laughs> that is wild, dude. That is wild. Okay. So I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on this movie. Uh, Jason Mimosa is back as Aquaman. This is the officially final film for the DC Expanded Universe. It's done. It's over. This is it from here on out. Every single movie is based on the new James Gunn universe. So uh, we will see how that goes. But uh, Mike, I thought Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom was not super great. Uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it was funny. Uh, I actually took the family to see this movie. Um, one thing is interesting about this movie, Matt, is so this movie didn't do that great on the opening weekend and whatever, but at the same time, when I was looking at showtimes and stuff, they didn't have it on a lot of screens. So I think the movie theater industry basically decided that this wasn't going to be good. So they made it not available. I didn't run into that issue in my theaters. There just was nobody in the theaters. Okay. Well, my theaters, it's like normally a movie like this, there's like, I don't know, 20, 30 showtimes. There was like seven. Hmm. So, okay. So you thought it was okay. And I thought it was not okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, th- I, I thought it was funny. Like I, I liked it. Like it was what I thought it should be. It wasn't serious. It was great. You know, just ridiculousness. Um, I I like the one-liners, dude. They they were awesome. Like they just kept happening. It was good. I I don't understand why they tried to turn Aquaman into a buddy cop kind of comedy um with Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson is a fantastic actor, so is Jason Mimosa, but putting them together and like this buddy cop kind of thing just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like I'll I'll be honest, the first 5 10 minutes where they're doing that montage of him being a dad and you know, he has a job and all this other stuff. Like, that was, like, one of the best parts of the movie. But the story of this movie was just bad. It just was not good at all. Um, 
I just I just didn't like it. Like it it was just not well done. I mean, I wish I would have seen it a lot sooner than two weeks ago, but because I could argue my point a little bit more. But I, honestly, I've kind of blocked it out because it just over and done with for me. Well, uh, I will counter that with, uh, I don't know what you were expecting out of it. I wasn't expecting much and I, I, I liked it. Like the first Aquaman was great and I felt like this one was just another continuation. I was interested to see what they would do with, uh, Amber Heard's character and she was in it more than I thought she would be actually. But, um, I don't know. It, to me, it was fine, dude. I don't know. The buddy cop thing, you know, whatever. Um, I liked, oh, I liked the one character, our scientist guy. Um, what's his name? He's great. Uh, uh, Randall Park. He was yeah. funny. Also, your MCU tie-in for this movie. See, there, now you don't have to do it. No, 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 no. I'm, he, he, I can't use him because he was in WandaVision. I thought we were mostly going with movies. WandaVision is part of, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's okay. He's also in um, uh, movies, I believe. He's in the after scenes, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. But, but uh, anyways. I don't know, dude. I, Mike, the first one was good. The first Aquaman was really good. It was fun. It was campy. The comedy hit really well. There was a lot of comedy in Aquaman 2 that just didn't hit super great. Um, the villain, you know, comes out of nowhere. I mean, I really like Black Manta as a villain. I thought he was a great villain in the first film. In this one, not so much. He wants the power of some kingdom that nobody knows ever existed. It, it's just, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous, dude. It's just not, the story was just not good. It was just garbage. And then the CGI wasn't super great. Some of it was good. And then your action scenes, I'm trying to be quick about this, but your action scenes, James Wan knows how to do action. He's very good at it. But the action scenes are just overcrowded. There's a bunch of junk. There's a bunch of shit going on. You don't even know what's going on. Oh, and then the hair. I mean, maybe that's one that kind of ruined Aquaman forever for me. After seeing the new Avatar, you know, the the water Avatar, whatever the hell they call that one. Oh, Smurf. yeah, yeah. The way yeah, the water. Uh, smurfs underwater or whatever yeah something like that uh like the water was so good in that and everything moved and flowed so good and their hair in this just it makes no fucking sense like when they're underwater and their hair it, it just it just looks like crap i'm Dude, sorry i it love does. the dolph lundgren hair in this underwater hair is awesome dolph lundgren is like one of the best parts of this movie that dude is just fucking amazing all right all right okay man fine but i'm sorry i just did not like aquaman 2 it was not a good movie now it's not the worst superhero movie of 2023 that's for sure it's not the best it's kind of on the lower end of in the middle but oh okay speaking of what is the worst one do you think it was the marvels yeah all day long the marvels was horrible dude it was god awful Okay, I didn't know Flash, like, I, I didn't mind Flash. Dude, so, I uh, like the Flash. Everybody hates that movie, and I thought that movie was great. Now, a lot of people hate it because of Ezra Miller and all of his off-screen stuff. I don't pay attention to that shit. Yes, it's sad that a horrible human being like that is getting paid millions of dollars for this film, but I really liked the Flash. I thought it was fantastic. I think I gave it, like, a four. I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. No. So, so I was just making sure that we were clear on which one was the worst. Oh yeah, dude. The Marvels was atrocious, man. It was horrible. It was really bad. Really, really bad. I, I don't know what the hell Disney and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to do. I mean, they better be. Honestly, my opinion. Not to get too off topic here, but my opinion. They have their cards all on Deadpool 3. If Deadpool 3 is not fucking out of this world, amazing, hysterical, fun, great, like, I think the MCU's fucking toast. Well, I don't know, man. Like, uh, Disney's definitely having, like, a, it was a pretty terrible year for their movies. I don't think they had one really good movie last year. No, dude, they're having a reckoning, finally. Having a fucking reckoning, dude. Disney fucked with all of our shit, and now they're paying the price, man. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Mike. So, we're not going to do what are you drinking yet. We're not going to do dad joke yet. Um, We'll do the Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-in. I already called Randall Park out, you know, out but, but here, Mike, here. I'll do it officially so I can put in our music. Ready? Okay. Mike, how does Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. And obviously everyone already knows because you already talked about it. What's uh, Randall Park uh, from WandaVision. I also did find another tie-in with uh, one of the producers of this movie. Uh, let me, let me uh, get his name real quick. Uh, who also worked on some MCU stuff. Uh, his name is Enzo uh, Sassiti. He was a line line producer, and uh, he worked on, um, let's see, which one is it? Ah, Avengers Age of Ultron. See, Mike, you didn't even need my Randall Park throw out, but yeah, he, he's a, he is in, I think, the Scarlet Witch, isn't he? Uh, isn't he in I'm, the Doctor? May, uh, um, is he? Well, I thought he made an appearance in the uh, um, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness because that's basically like. Um, oh, he's in he's in Ant Man and, and yeah, there uh, you go. He's in Qu- Ant Man Quantumanium. And Wasp, yeah, the Quantumanium one. Yeah, Ant Man Wasp. Oh, let's see one. Yeah, I think that's the one you were thinking of, dude. Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumanium. Yeah, I thought for sure he was in. Uh, oh, and Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. He was a good tie-in, Matt. He's a good tie-in. It's all good, dude. It's all good. So, okay, um, Mike, anything else you want to talk? I, you know, I think you're a little biased on Aquaman because I know deep down, Mike, if you could be a superhero, you'd want to be Aquaman. Well, I mean, the, there might be something true to that, but um, I also enjoyed Matt. Now, this is probably something that probably was boring to you was the the dad scenes and like him struggling with that stuff. No, no, that. I addressed that right off the bat. That whole first part of the film where he's talking about being a dad and he's talking about getting a job and he's, you know, yeah, it's voice overlay and shit, but that was the one of the best parts of the whole fucking film. Like that shit was fun and hilarious and well written, well acted. Like seriously, that was some of the best parts was before they start getting into all the fucking bullshit chaos action, honestly. All right, all right. Okay. Well, I enjoyed that 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 sequence and that like it was it was fun. Uh 
Well, so, it, Mike, have you ever been peed in the mouth by yourself? Uh, not, not, not in the mouth, dude. But yeah, I got peed on like crazy, dude. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's typical. But I'm just trying to get specific. Have you peed in your mouth? No, no, no. I never got it in the mouth. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it it is uh, it happens a lot though. Lots of pee. Oh yeah, but not in the mouth. Not in the mouth. Dude, I like that. They also had that scene where uh, Amber Heard's character was like bending the pee back at him. That was funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty good. <laughs> but I, I don't know, dude. I just, I don't want to say I had higher hopes for it. I just, the story could have been better. And like the cool ass part where he's riding like a seahorse, like that shit's barely in it, isn't it? Like twice. I thought that shit was pretty cool. Um, I love the, uh, the, the octopus who was their partner or whatever. Dude, so funny. Did, yeah. Not even octopus. a character could talk. Yeah. The octopus was pretty funny. He was, he was a redeeming quality of this film for sure. But overall it doesn't have the, mis- the, the funness and the mystique and the decent story. Cause I mean, the story wasn't even good. It was just garbage. I mean, where did, where did Black Manta get all this army of people to follow him? Like, I just, this fucking movie raises more questions than it answers when it dude, comes it to shit. it always happens so. when you're in Alaska, dude. You just, you, 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 you know, you hook up with all these people. Everything always works out. It's fine. I mean, I love you so, Mike. Have you ever watched the Venture Brothers on Adult Swim? No. So, it's like one of the my favorite cartoons. It's been, came out several years ago. I think we are in college. And they put out a new season every, like, three years. But uh, the Venture Brothers is specifically, you know, kind of a spoof on these adventure action, you know, cartoons of like the 60s and 70s. And they have a whole thing about henchmen and how, you know, they go to like find more henchmen and they hire more henchmen and they're just random henchmen that die. And that's what this movie really reminded me of, at least back Black Manta's like he has this chick that like is mean as shit and has this deep voice for no reason and where the fuck did she come from? Well, she's oh. just a henchman he got from somewhere, right? Yeah, dude, it's henchmen's are us, dude. You know, like they're just just at the store, you know, right? You know, they're they're just hanging out at your old um uh your 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 Home Depot for henchmen. Like, if you're gonna be campy as fuck, like go balls deep on the campiness and just own it. But they they didn't. They they're trying to. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I I I don't want to say I had high hopes for this film. I just wish it was a little bit more fun and a little bit funnier and a little more not so absurd in certain aspects. So anyways, with all that said, Mike, we need to get on to our second film. But how many reels do you give Aquaman and Lost Kingdom? Uh, I'm going to give Aquaman and Lost Kingdom three and a half reels because I had a great time watching it. It's it's like a popcorn flick, man. I wasn't expecting much. Jesus, dude. Jesus. We're way separate on this one. I give it a two, and that's being fucking generous. Wow, dude. Super generous. Like, like just totally different. I had a great time watching this movie, dude. I didn't. I thought it was terrible. But I did buy my younger sister an Aquaman for Christmas. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Little Jason Momoa. Yeah, dude. She has some Jason Mimosa that, you know, when her husband's not there, she can get him out, put him out on the, you know, nightstand and, you know, or the bathtub or whatever. 
She could have her own Aquaman adventures in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, jeez. Too much, Matt. Too much. It's too far. It's too far. <coughs> okay, speaking of going too far. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know how to transfer into our next film. Uh, Mike, uh, our review for what would have been podcast episode number 355, but it's 354 because it's the same podcast. And we're talking about the... Uh, Latest uh, film to hit the theaters on Christmas, uh, Ferrari, directed by Michael Mann. Yeah, Michael Mann's latest film. So, uh, Mike, uh, why don't you give us the breakdown for uh, Ferrari? All right, Matt. So, Ferrari was directed by Michael Mann, as you already said, uh, written by Troy Kennedy Martin and based on the book... Enzo Ferrari, The Man, The Cars, The Races, The Machine by Brock Yates. This movie starring Adam Driver, uh, Shailene Woodley, uh, Giuseppe Festin, uh, Alessandro Clermona, uh, Penelope Cruz, and... Uh, What's going on? All right. Set in the summer of 1957, Enzo Ferrari's auto empire in crisis. The ex-racer turned entrepreneur pushes himself and his drivers to the edge as they launch into the Mili, uh, Milana, a treacherous 1,000-mile race across Italy. I know I said the race wrong. I heard it a few times in the movie, but I still... Eh. I know I said it wrong. Uh, honestly, race. Mike, I, I've never heard of this race, but uh, I'm not a hardcore race car person. I like Formula One. I'll watch NASCAR every now and then. But, uh, yeah, this seems like a pretty freaking hardcore race, dude. Oh, yeah. No. And it's just like oh, over the countryside with like, uh, well, at least at the time, with very little, um, uh, I don't know, protection and stuff. Just just they're passing just people on the road oh yeah dude that's why there's a horrible accident spoilers in the in the film but uh you know it's real life i mean it really happens so i mean how much of it is really a spoiler you know yeah yeah no but um matt i'm just gonna ask you right off the bat do you think adam driver's gonna get nominated for this maybe um Maybe he does a really, really good job as uh, Enzo, but uh, the movie itself I thought was very good, but I don't know if it's an Oscar-worthy film. Okay, I, I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was shot well. I thought it was acted well. Um, my biggest complaint, and uh, Ma Hinshaw has this complaint as well. Um, it's called Ferrari. I wanted more about the cars, man. I wanted to know more about the cars. I wanted to know more about the history of how he got into racing and why he was so passionate. Yes, this takes place during just one set year of the man's life, which is a very huge year. You know, going back and forth with possibly selling out to Ford, selling out to Fiat, you know, Ferrari, I, I you know, it's real interesting. I mean, Ferrari is a loved racing team is a loved brand when you can always tell 
who the people are when you start talking about Ferrari if they go immediately to the big fancy cars or if they go to the racing. Because Ferrari is, you know, that's like one of the premier race teams in the world. Always has been, always will be, you know. But I wanted to know more about the racing aspect of his life than just one year. Now, I I thought they spent a little bit too much time on his personal relationships with his uh, wife and then his mistress and their kid. Granted, it is a big part. It is kind of what shaped him, especially during those years. But I just, there was, there's so much that I think was left out in, uh, in choosing to tell more about his relationships, but I understand why they did it. And I, I like it. I still really like it. I just wanted more about the cars and more about the racing and, and his, you know, passion for it because he's one of the few people that has a car company to race. He doesn't have a race company to sell cars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, you're right. <clears throat> the movie probably should have been called Enzo Ferrari. But um, it was really good. It was It was really good. It, it really shows how much stuff was going on in his life and trying to just do all these decisions and, like, how it was tough and... Um, how crazy racing was back then, dude. Jeez. I mean, it's like a flat tire and, you know, the guys are dead. Like, they they seem like they had very little protection. Well, it depends. You know, it really depends. I mean, things have gotten better over the years. But, I mean, there's still people that die in race cars all the time. Not all the time. You know, they've really curved a lot of that with safety features and fire suits and all that other stuff. And... Um, you know, one one of the not to touch on Formula One, but they have um this device in Formula One cars that they require called a halo, and it goes around you know the driver's head. It's part of the car, but it goes around the driver's head and then it comes down the middle, and it's basically to protect a driver if they flip or whatever, so that their skull doesn't get crushed. Like they still have a helmet on, but I mean, your head's moving around and stuff. And they got the hail, they have the halo now. And a lot of drivers really hate it. They really just don't want it. They want it to go be back to where it was like that with an open cockpit, like completely. But, you know, I guess the point of me saying that is that, you know, it's nothing new, like the open cockpit and uh, drivers being exposed and all that stuff. It, they still have it to this day. It's just it's a lot safer now versus back then. Like nowadays, you hardly ever see anything on open streets. That's just not how you do it. You know, even if it's an quote unquote open street, they have people out, you know, keeping people off the roadways and keeping it debris free. And you saw the result. There was something in the road that caused the tire to explode. And at 150 miles an hour, a tire explodes like that's it. You're screwed. Well, just just talking about that, Matt. Wasn't there just a race in Vegas where someone effed up and the um, they didn't weld the manhole down or something, and it popped up and like flew off and something? And that was a Ferrari car. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that was a Ferrari. It car. was a Ferrari. It was uh, Carlos Sainz in Formula One. Was uh, they weren't even like racing it; they were just doing practice. And they were doing high, their high speed practice runs and stuff, and it wasn't even a manhole cover. Like that, manhole covers are pretty freaking heavy. But when they have street courses like this, especially with Formula One, there's so much like um, downforce that it's 
like it's literally sucks the car to the ground like that's how much fucking downforce is on these things and they were hitting speeds of a 230 miles an hour going down the strip and so that road needed to be really cleaned off and what they normally do is they weld the um the uh um sewer lids and stuff down so that they can't come up from the downforce well they put some kind of glue instead of welding down actual not sewer but they were like water access for like water mains and stuff so they were a little bit smaller they were probably like 10 inches across but uh uh, carlos Sainz, who was driving for a ferrari went over one of these at 200 some odd miles an hour and it sucked up and hit the bottom of the car and then slammed back down and in in that split second that it happened it did like two or three million dollars worth of damage to this car (laughs) jeez dude and do you know what the FIA FIA is the governing body for Formula One and a lot of motor racing in the in the world? They well, what did they say? They basically went sorry. It's like you just cost this racing team three million dollars by not having your track prepped. And Carlos Sainz, who was probably going to be in the top five at least, um, when he qualified, he qualified first. No, second. He qualified second, but because of that, and they had to change the chassis. He had to, uh, uh, he got a, a 10 position deduction, so he qualified like 11th. Wow. Yeah, it was some bullshit. Anyways, not, that's enough about Formula 1, but it is interesting that it was Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, see, look, look what I did. Yeah. I don't even know these things. But yeah, it's it was Carlos Sainz, and then uh, they they're thinking it uh, originally happened on another racer was the first one that had it hit, but it didn't hit like as bad. With Carlos Sainz, it hit. I mean, it fucked the whole chassis up. They had to basically rebuild the car in like one night. Ooh, insane, dude, insane. But anyways, uh, Ferrari, I really like this movie. I just, like I said, I wish there was more racing into it. But okay, so, okay, let me me get, I'll just keep fucking talking. Who cares? Yeah, it sounds great, right? Go for it. Go for it, man. So I understand what Michael Mann and Troy Kennedy Martin and Brock Yates were going for in this film. You have Enzo Ferrari, one of the most powerful uh, racing driver, car owner people around the world. Like just huge. Like everybody just respects him because of his racing background and how he wants to race. He doesn't give a shit about selling cars. He wants to race. That's all he cares about, right? He is this god of this world of racing. You know, everybody comes to him. You know, they even show it a little bit in the film where, like, everybody looks up to him. Even the dude from um, the other big Italian car manufacturer, Maserati. Maserati? Yeah, Maserati. um, They were all, like, looking up to him. And he has this, you know, just godlike presence, this streamline, like, oh, I'm a badass kind of guy when it comes to racing and his cars and his factory and sitting and looking at the engines and all this stuff. And then you flip the script and you go to his personal life, right? He did everything he could to try and learn what was wrong with his son, but his son still died. He did everything he could to try and be in the life of his, you know, other son and his mistress and all this shit. But it was just absolute fucking chaos. No matter what he did, his personal life was always just chaos, at least in this film. And so I think that's what they're trying to show is like, even though he's like this godlike figure to the public, in reality, 
it's nothing but chaos. Yeah. Well, maybe more than that. He's he's just a you know he's a, he's a human, and he has to deal with all kinds of crap just like everybody else. I don't know. It humanizes him more instead of bringing him. Because you're right, he is treated like this just, like, almost uh, untouchable, crazy guy. And he did a lot of amazing things in the race world, but he also had to deal with all this stuff with his, his you know, his personal life. It's, it's pretty crazy, dude. I, I did enjoy in the movie that everybody knew that he had a kid with uh, his mistress except for his wife. Everyone. Well, how do you hide that kind of shit? You know, you can't. I mean, and not that his mom had it wrong, but I mean, he was, you know, kind of entitled to having an heir. Yeah, sure. Um, the kid was with his mistress, but he still should have had the name Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. And then, man, his mom was harsh. Gosh. Dude, she was vicious, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. <laughs> and that that was pretty interesting how, you know, Everyone was under one roof, and then he had a nicer, bigger house, not in town, but out in the countryside, where his mistress and his other family was. <laughs> yeah. Some people are lucky, Mike. They get two families. They, they can't even get one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you also saw what two families cause. Absolute chaos. Absolute chaos, but. No, I okay, so let's Sorry, I am coughing oh, and falling oh, apart. Okay. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's take a look at another Michael Mann uh film. I think he directed it. Uh maybe he just produced it. I don't know. I I think he might have just just produced it. I don't remember. Hold on, let me look. I'm looking real quick. What, no, what, he what was movie? just a producer on it, but Ford versus Ferrari. Oh. Look at the kind of respect that Enzo Ferrari had just in that film. You know, oh, yeah. like he he wouldn't even like talk directly to like the Ford representatives. He talked like through someone in the same fucking room. You know? And then when they were at the race day, like no one went near him. He had his, you know, I mean, he seriously, he was seen as like a godlike figure in racing when he was alive. He really was. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, it was definitely an interesting uh, interesting movie. I didn't know what I was really getting into. All I knew is uh, we were going to watch a movie about Enzo Ferrari, and it would probably be kind of neat. But it was missing a lot of the racing stuff, which would have been cool. I think it would have added more, um, just because that's what people want. You know, I mean, Ferrari is so synonymous with racing and so synonymous with fame and fortune and money and rich people. But, you know, Michael Mann did a great job. He he did. I, I like this film a lot. Um, it's not my favorite Michael Mann film, just sitting here looking at stuff. He did some great shit over the years. I mean, Heat, Ali, Collateral, Public Enemies. I mean, he's directed some really, really good films, you know. Black Hat, we can, we can let him slide on that one. <laughs> well, the hacking stuff was the most realistic, but it was also the most boring. Yeah, it was it was not such a great movie. It was just a weird movie, but but anyways, Mike. So um, I guess you know we're not going to do. What are you drinking? Because I guess it doesn't really matter at this point, right? We're thirty some odd plus yeah, minutes in. Sure, sure. We we don't need to. 
<sighs> well, uh, I mean, I'll just say I'm drinking a uh, uh, Oktoberfest, a Boston Lager Oktoberfest that I found in the fridge. Nice, dude. Uh, I didn't have any beer today, Matt. I, I, I had some champagne. Champagne? Wow. Yeah. Big time. You know, for the, for, for the, for the new year. Some Corbell's Brute. So, all right. Um, I think the most important thing that we're skipping over that I know you want to do, Mike, what is this week's incredible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. Are you ready for this? Dare I say yes? Why did the Scarecrow's resolution for a new year involve becoming a stand-up comedian? Uh, I don't know, Mike. Why? He wanted to be outstanding in his field. Ah, there you go. There you go. That definitely was a dad joke. (laughs) It was definitely a dad joke. I was figuring it was something about standing up, but I I didn't put the field together, so. Yeah, it's good though, right? Yeah, it's funny. So, all right. So for one last time, Mike, for this podcast until next week, how does Ferrari relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt. So Ferrari, uh, it was it was uh, a little bit tough to figure out somebody on this one, but uh, I was able to to find somebody, and um, it was a Matt. I don't know if you looked at this, but the list of producers on this movie is insane. No, I didn't look. There's like. 25 producers or something dude that's Um, a lot of uh that's a lot of hands in the cookie jar (laughs) for sure for sure it is dude for sure it is but they still did a good job i mean you know i don't know i'm going back and forth on my reels on this one maybe i should go up a little bit i don't know i i i do i really like this movie i think people should go see in the theaters but anyways okay so um, it's Joseph P. Uh, Ridley, and he was a uh, first assistant uh, director on Avengers Endgame, and also on Spider-Man: Far From Home. Well, there you go, Mike. There you go. Yeah, yeah, but dude, producers, fifty-two, fifty-two, 52 producers. Fifty-two producers. That's a fuck ton of producers. That's insane. Yeah. And also, I think the script for this movie was written quite a while ago because the one of the writers who, or the writer that's credited has been dead since 2009. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was written a long time ago. It just took a while to get this movie produced. I wonder if that was like a family thing or what. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Troy Kennedy Martin... He died in uh, September 15th, 2009. Jeez. So that was a little different. Usually the writers aren't dead. <laughs> no. Especially like that long ago. Like it was a while back. Yeah. Well, clearly this script's been sh- sitting on a shelf waiting to get made. Um, like f- 15 years. Too. Yeah. They probably greenlit it. I don't know what the holdup was. That's one thing you're going to have to, you know, look into, Mike. I know you like your trivia. 
I will, dude. I will look into that. But oh yeah, it says right, Christian Bale was originally cast in the lead role in 2015. <laughs> wow. But instead, he ended up doing Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, and then Hugh Jackman was the first actor to replace Bale until Adam Driver took over the role in January of 2022. Yeah, they've been working on this one for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Matt, what what are you going to give your uh, rating of this one? Oh, oh, so you want to know my reels for Ferrari? Well, I'm going back and forth. I'm going back and forth because I wanted more race cars wanted more just car shit in general but i do like what they did so i give it three and a half okay dude cool cool uh i think i like this a little better than you uh you're right it is missing car stuff but i i I did like the the way that it was done uh and so uh i'm gonna give this four reels out of five Wow, Mike, you're getting soft in your old age. Perhaps, Matt, perhaps. but Or is it because I'm, you have a second family as well and you just really related to Enzo Ferrari? Is that why you're n- okay. not able to record the podcast, Mike? No, no. I don't have time for a second family. I don't even think he did. I have no idea how he did all the things that he did that they portrayed in the movie. Like, I think he went to his son's grave every day. And like, and he he went to see his second family. I it didn't sound like all the time, but often, quite a bit, yes. And and then he had to do races and deal with business side of things and promotions and oh, like he had to be the face of the company when like, uh, who what was that one guy was like a prince or something who's coming up to pick up his Ferrari? Like he had to like basically like hey here's your new car like yeah he had to hobnob that guy a little bit because you know that one dude was driving around test driving his car in the rain with the top yeah down. yeah god how beautiful were those cars though that they did have in the film i mean even like the regular cars you know like the everyday cars that they had just on the street god they were beautiful man yeah. car design today just is not not at the level that it was back then cars now are just they're more they're more function than they are form, you know. Ah, yes, gotcha. I mean, seriously, Mike, do you think you your little Hyundai is gonna be a collector's car in twenty years? Oh no, absolutely not. I mean, I'll be lucky if the engine doesn't catch on fire. But yeah, dude, even like you know a nineteen nineties you know Camaro and uh, pickup truck and uh, you know. Um, Pontiac Trans Am and shit like people are buying those and restoring them today like just, even those have better form than they do today I don't know I don't know I'm not going to get off too much of a tangent because uh, you know this podcast is already too long Mike needs to go to bed because he has to get up and go see his second family tomorrow so well alright man on the, on that note, should I tell them about what we're going to watch this this coming week? Dude, exactly what I was going to ask you. Since you picked it, Mike, why don't you give us your notes, a quick little why we're watching or what we're watching next week. It is a streaming movie on the old Netflix. Uh, it's from, I know, probably your favorite director. 
Am I wrong in stating that, or is that a bold statement? Uh, I think that's a bold statement. I, he is uh, one of the highly uh, favorite directors. I don't know if I have a favorite director. Oh, dude, per se. I know your fucking favorite director is Spielberg all day. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. Mike, he but did it, Jaws. Anyway, Mike, he did Jaws. Yeah, yeah, he did do Jaws, and that was one of his first movies. See, like, really, like I don't know. Big time movie. Anyway, but Mike, doesn't I, matter. I concur. This guy that you're about to release his name is one of my favorite directors too. But I think he's probably in your top five at least, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, all right, go ahead. So I'll stop interrupting. David Fincher, um, you know, the man who brought us Fight Club and and. Uh, the game and and the girl with the dragon tattoo. Although I didn't like that as much, but um, Zodiac. He, he, yeah, Zodiac seven. and and seven social seven. network. Yeah, the social network that was really good, really good. It was. Um, he's bringing us, uh, or he brought a movie to Netflix called The Killer, and so I'm interested in seeing it. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it. And he's just a great director. He's he's man. He's got all kinds of stuff that he's directed that is just awesome. Gone Girl, another fantastic film. Oh yeah, Gone Girl was really good. Uh, I actually read the book afterwards and I was like, damn, they nailed it. Was the book, the book better? In, well, the book's a little bit better, but I mean, every book's going to be a little bit better because they just have they don't have a, a a screen time, right? Like they in correct, yeah. They can do a little bit more with characters and stuff and. So, but overall, man, he killed it. Well, all so, right. Who, uh, you know, Michael Fassbender, uh, Magneto is the star. So I'm looking forward to this one. I have not seen this one yet. Uh, I did watch another big Netflix film that came out uh, the past couple of weeks, the Julia Roberts film. Have you watched that yet, Mike? No, I haven't seen that. What's it called again? Oh, geez. Of course. Now I forget the name of it. Um, uh, okay. I'm just trying to think, hold on. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Cause I think it's still in the top 10. Um, hold on, hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking, Mike, I'm looking, okay. Oh, okay. uh, leave the world behind is the name. Oh, all right. Leave the world behind. It's a, uh, apocalyptic kind of type film, end of the world kind of thing. Uh, it has to deal with AI and technology and, not knowing when it's coming and it's very good very very good i highly recommend it if you still have time before you have to go back to work all right very cool well uh i guess with that i hope everyone had great holidays and um happy new year we're back and uh yeah make sure to follow us on socials instagram uh x formerly known as twitter and the Facebooks. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you on next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Welcome, everyone, to Ma Hincha Loses Her Cookies. 
Hi, Nat. How are you doing this fine Christmas day? Are you going to tell your lovely listener, Eric, uh, what movie you're talking about and what episode this is? Okay, this is episode 43, and it's Aquaman, the second Aquaman. Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, and you're recording on Christmas night because you're going to go see our movie that we're reviewing next week. Right. Ferrari. You're not spoilers. You're not supposed to spoil it. I'm not supposed to say that. Oops. No, I Erase don't care. That. It's your podcast. Anyway. You do what you want. Okay, that's fine. All right. So, mom. Well, mm-hmm. you gave this movie a whole lot more reels than I I ever would. Oh, Explain I yourself. Know. Why do you like Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom? Because, well, I think it's a sort of a chick flick more than it is anything else. I liked it. Uh, It had a precious little baby in it. And, of course, Aquaman and Patrick uh, Wilson. Well, the only one that was shirtless at all. Aquaman was not. And um, it had some fun dialogue. And uh, it, I thought, was entertaining Kind of went on too long, the fight scenes. Uh, Black Manta, he was mean. He did a lot of awful stuff. But um, I liked the um, jungle and all that, running through the jungle and the critters and eating cockroach. And, well, I won't talk about the other stuff. But anyway, uh, I thought it was entertaining. How do you call this a chick flick? There's no romance. There's no nothing. Aquaman has a child. Is he in love with his brother? No. How did you call this a chick flick? It's an action movie. There's blood, guts, gore, fighting. Actually, there's no gore or blood at all. But there's action. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. It is action. A lot of fighting. A lot of fighting. Murdering. Yeah. But you called it a chick flick. Why did you call it a chick flick? What is wrong with you? Maybe it's because it's Jason Mimosa. I don't know. You know, Jason Mimosa has been in so many chick flicks. I don't think he's ever done one. No, he's never done one. I don't think. But anyways, well, I liked it. It it was that's fine. But how is it a chick flick? Well, okay, it's not a chick flick. Then we we kept hoping and waiting for him to take off his scales and his wetsuit but it didn't happen oh well you know and nicole kidman was in it and dolph lundgren yeah it it was good but uh i think it was like more for maybe kids or people who've read the comics or something but it was entertaining and i liked it not overwhelmingly but you know it was okay that's what i think okay honestly i don't think he has done one chick flick i mean mom i'm looking at his breakdown here i mean would you call baywatch a chick flick Mm, no he was (laughs) in baywatch was he oh my gosh he was in stargate atlantis that's all tv though i don't know that Game of Thrones, 
bullet to the oh, head. No. Yeah, that's probably a chick flick right there, right? Oh, no, 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 it's not. Mm-mm. Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman. Once upon a time in Venice, maybe that's a chick flick. I don't know. His name is Spider in it, so I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. Really? No. Huh. Frontier. Yeah, Mom. His first chick flick, Aquaman 2. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it's just because us chicks were waiting for him to, you know, take off his shirt and get in the water or something, but it didn't happen. Oh, I mean, he got in the water. Mom, were you snorting a little bit of that Arizona snow? <laughs> No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You're sure? I'm positive. I what was your favorite? What was your favorite gift that you got for Christmas? Oh goodness, maybe my Bluetooth you gave me. <laughs> well, we'll see how that works out. This is only the start. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yes, it was a disappointment. From the female side that he didn't, you know, at least share some six-pack abs with us. But other than that, it was good. Well, what if he didn't have six-pack abs and that's why he stayed in costume the whole time? So you'd have the illusion of his six-pack abs from the costume. Maybe his abs have collapsed. I don't know. Well, you know, he's like a year or two older than me. Oh, well, goodness. I could have collapsed. (laughs) I mean, look at me. I, you know, the prime of my mm-hmm. life was about 25, 30 years ago. Oh, golly. No. You're I mean, I have just fun. physically, emotionally, mentally, and financially no. just collapsed. No, no. You're, you're fine, really. Some things may have sunk a little, but not terribly bad. No. Mm-mm. But, and he has, he had some very funny lines and stuff. He has a good laugh. We like that. And, uh, relationship with his brother, which was weird back and forth, back and forth. Well, that's the uh, thing, mom, this movie, they tried to do a buddy cop film with Patrick Wilson and, um, Jason Mimosa, you know, mm -hmm. and it just didn't work because it's Aquaman. And the comedy was there a little bit, but it wasn't great. Um, no, I, I just don't good. understand why it they tried it. to turn Aquaman into a buddy film. There's this movie was just a disaster. I mean, you know, you guys have probably have heard my rating by now if we got the podcast recorded because we're recording Ma Hinshaw first this week. So hopefully Mike and I got to it. But um, my rating is about well, half of what yours is. I, this movie strange. just was not very good. It was just not very good at all. And so I want you to defend it and tell me why it's so good to, in your eyes. I mean, mom, well, you even pointed out he doesn't even take off his clothes. No, 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 that's true. He doesn't. And from that standpoint, it wasn't that good. That's very true. And there was a lot of fighting uh, with Black Manta, and eh, well, it's okay. It wasn't real, you know, exciting. But, well, I don't know. I like it. I thought probably, you know, kids would like it and ones who've read the comics, but I don't think this was from the comics. This was written, wasn't it? Well, Mom, the whole, you know, characters and everything are from... The comic books. That's where Aquaman comes from. Yeah, right, right. This story, I don't think so, but I don't know. I don't really read Aquaman. I mean, honestly, in the comic book world, Aquaman is a fucking joke to most people. 
own dear. His superpower, mom, his superpower is that he talks to fish. That's it. Well, and he did talk to a fish who was Martin Short's voice. I knew that. But <laughs> other than that, I don't know. But again, oh, tell me, goodness. please tell me why this movie is so good to you. I didn't say it was that great. I just you said did. It was- Okay, okay, tell our I listeners how many cookies you give three Aquaman. Three and a half. Okay, three and a half. That is a that B average? minus. That is a C plus B minus. Right. That's yeah. a good film. Well, it's okay, and it's good for young people. I think they would enjoy it. There wasn't anything. Wait, Mom, you're not a young person. You're an 81-year-old bitty. <laughs> tell me why you liked it or why you didn't. <laughs> Well, I mean, do you understand that this is your podcast? This is your critique. You're not telling, you know, 12 year old Billy Bob okay. that lives down the street to go watch this movie. Okay. You're talking to your clientele of 80 plus year olds on Ma Hinshaw's Loses Her Cookies podcast. Well, yeah. Well, I just, I enjoyed that, you know, when. The two brothers get together, and then when they go through the jungle and all that, I, I thought get that, that was, But, Mom, why but, do 81-year-olds need to go to the theaters and watch this? And oh, give well, it, I don't know. You know, Maybe if, three and a half to four cookies. No, I didn't give it four. Three and a half. Maybe even a three if I had to. But um, uh, it was entertaining. Um, See, the, now you're getting there. It's entertaining. You had fun. You liked Jason Momoa's acting. See, that's the thing. I'm trying to get you to talk and think creatively here. When when he jokes and he laughs, I like his laugh. It's very funny. And, uh, you know, I I just thought it was entertaining. No, it's not wildly, crazily entertaining. But it was fun. And then... I kept worrying about what's going to happen to the baby because he really loved his baby and stuff. And then, you know, it gets, it gets kidnapped and I'm like, Oh, how are they going to save the baby? And I like that part. And oh, we found out how he, the baby got saved, which I'm not going to say, but you know, I liked it. it. No, it wasn't earth shaking, but I did like it. Okay. End of quote. Three and a half cookies? I need a okay. cocktail. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I had better go. Well, why don't you tell the listeners since you already ruined it? Oh, I did? Oh. What you're going to watch next week, Mother, or you're going to go oh. watch it tonight. We're going to watch Ferrari tonight. But I Starring think I need who? To... I don't know. Written by who? <laughs> Directed by who? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You Ooh. just don't care. You just want to go to the movies. I just want to go to the movies. That's right. It's Christmas night. Maybe it'll be empty. Yay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, are you done? Are you done with your pod? Yes. I doubt it's going to be empty, but maybe. I don't know. It just came out I'll today. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Okay. Are mm-hmm. you done? Yes. You're sure? Yes. 100%. <laughs> go see this movie in the theaters. Oh, yeah, it's very pretty. Oh, I loved it. And the killer butterflies and all that. It was cool. Uh-huh. Go well, see it in I the will, movie. I will touch on this in my podcast, hopefully, if I remember. 
But uh, I'm actually quite disappointed in how pretty it is. Avatar oh. is way better. Well, yeah, it is, but you know. Well, mom, it's hard to look at a movie like this and then look at Avatar where the water really does look like water, even though it wasn't there. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're like, for some weird reason, everyone when they're underwater, their hair just flows and floats and floats, and I don't right. get that. It does. But I don't need. Anyways, okay. You need to go because you got to go watch the movie, and Frankie Lala yeah. is gonna get pissy. And he, okay. how dare he not get his popcorn and his giant um, soda and his tub of candy? Soda. So yes, you gotta go. But I gotta go. Thank yeah. you, everyone, for listening yeah. to another <laughs> rousing episode of Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies. Uh, tune in next week when we chat about Ferrari, which I will go and see later in the week without Ma Hinshaw. Uh, yeah. For episode number 44, I think, next week. So hopefully my podcast gets done. If not, it'll just be Ma Hinshaw this week. So we'll see. We'll keep you posted. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. And we will chat with you next week. Bye. Welcome, everyone, to Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Pumpkin Spice Cookies. Episode number 44. Ferrari. Ooh. Why do you have pumpkin spice cookies in the month of January? That doesn't make any sense. Pumpkin spice is good any time. And they're still selling pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. So there. Well, it's because they like money. Well, and and Dave brought them and I'm drinking it. So, yum. <laughs> anyway. Well, what does that have to do with a cookie? I don't know, but pumpkin spice cookies are nummy, too. You're the one that said it. Well, I know I did. Oh, I mean, it's folks, this is what I have to deal with. I do what I can, but <laughs> it's she's lost boring. more than her cookies. Oh, long ago, way long ago. Anyway, folks, this movie was interesting. What movie? Ferrari. Ferrari? That's how they say Ferrari now? Ferrari? I believe it's Ferrari, but okay. (laughs) Whatever that car is. What is wrong with you? You are in a weird mood. I'm (laughs) sick. I can't talk. Nobody can fucking hear me. And you're in a weird mood. (laughs) Did you, like, sniff some glue or were you eating the asbestos ceilings or lead paint in your house? No, I'm drinking a pumpkin latte. <laughs> with anyway. spiked with marijuana? No, with cream, really. It's very tasty, actually. <laughs> anyway. Is it marijuana movie, whipped cream? No, uh, well, I don't know. I can't guarantee it, you know. You're definitely on something. Oh, okay. Well. Okay, all right, go ahead. I need to stop talking because it hurts. So, Ma, take okay. the show away. It is your podcast Tell our good listener, Eric, why uh, he should watch Ferrari. All right. I'm not sure. I thought it was kind of a sad movie, actually, because it's like uh, starts out with, well, his relationship with his wife and... She gets mad at him and, you know, well, she shoots a gun at him, but she misses, which is a good thing. 
and she finds out that he's had a mistress for 10 years and uh oh it was longer than that was it longer oh my goodness wow but i I don't know if you would call it a mistress he stayed with her because he knocked her up when he was just cheating on her well that's true but she said you fall asleep during this movie too no and anyway she said he he cheated on her with a lot of people but she didn't know that he got anybody pregnant but he did this gal what from what google said she was a sergeant in the uh air force or something at one time anyway and you trust the googles no (laughs) i don't know but anyway yeah, well, she was blonde and pretty, but why in the world? When he fooled around with her, he was pretty freaking old, I think. But anyway. Uh, uh, well, Mom, they hooked up during the war, which would have been 42. This movie takes place in 57. Okay, well, never mind on that then. Yeah, and he married his wife in 23. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Anyway. And he actually stayed married uh, on paper, whatever, uh, until she died in 19, uh, I think it was. You act like you know these things. You don't know these things. I Googled it. That's not you knowing these things. Well, am I supposed to take pass a class in it or something? You know, if people want to know when they got married and when they got divorced or if they ever got divorced or when she died, they could look it up themselves. Why do you think they're listening to a podcast about your opinion on the movie Ferrari? Okay. Well, anywho, do you think people want to hear what you think of the movie? Not how old they were when they were married or divorced or banging it out or creating a, another child or I don't know, whatever things they, other things they did in their lives. Well, that's a lot of what the movie's about. It's what they did in their lives. I was surprised it didn't show more about him working on cars, coming up with ideas, blah, 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 like that. It so was just to lot. let you know, the movie takes place over literally one year of his life. It takes that's place all? over the year of 1957. That is all. Oh, that's all. Okay. Well, okay, then. Okay. Well, I know you couldn't read the intro and the outro and all that stuff. Hell no. Pardon me. Heck no. I'm How a dare friend. you swear on this podcast? <laughs> I'm a good you wash your you wash your dirty fucking mouth out. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Okay, so but let's yeah. let's just start all over. Mom No, I don't want to start over. <laughs> Ferrari. Oh yes. Tell us about the movie why you liked it or why you didn't like it, what your favorite parts were, what your least favorite parts were, and if people should go see it in the theaters. That's all you got to do for your podcast. Ready, set, go. Okay, well, um, I felt it was very sad because of um, his wife dealing with his um, extramarital affairs for years and years and all that stuff, and the fact that she monetarily was, uh, I guess, uh, controlled the money or something. 
And then she just... Okay, so even though I can't talk, I will explain all this out to all of you that speak English. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Mrs. Ferrari, which I don't have it pulled up, uh, played by Penelope Cruz. Right. Um, she did not know about the uh, other family that the Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari had. She knew that he was sleeping around and she gave him permission to do that. But she did not know that he fathered a child and had a completely separate family. Mm -hmm. So my mom saying that, you know, years of infidelity is not necessarily true because she said, go for it. She did not know that he had a whole nother family. Okay. That's where she didn't. That the whole city knew the whole town knew but she did not know. Okay. Okay. Until she found out. And then, and then the wife played by Penelope Cruz, which is still really weird having a Mexican lady play an Italian, but she is pretty well hot headed. So it kind of works. But um, I think in real life, she was a lot more fiery than she was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like most Italians are not to yeah. stereotype it, but it's true. They get in big boisterous fights and scream at each other and stuff. And you really don't see a whole lot in this film, which I think is no. something that's lacking. But, um, anyway, she had a 50% stake in Ferrari and right. so, and her founded the company. She did all the bookkeeping and all the money and all the paying of bills and all that shit. That was her job in the company. Enzo was to design, build cars, sell cars, and manage the race team. She did her job. He did his job. It's not that, oh, she had all the money. That's not how it worked. She was That was her job. She was basically the accountant. She was the business person of the business when Enzo was out creating and racing and building and test driving and all that stuff. Got it? Got it. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. Are you sure you didn't fall asleep through this entire fucking movie? No, I didn't, really. Well, and how then- did you not know that then? Uh, well, because you were drunk. That's it. I had too much candy or something. You're candy drunk. Oh yeah, I overdosed. What kind of candy. Uh, Junior Mints. Anyway, yeah, and I felt very bad for her. And but the thing is, their one son that they had who died at 23, had MS. Now, the son that Enzo and his wife had, not his mistress. Right. Got to get yeah. specific on that. Oh, oops. Okay, yes. Their son that they had uh, was ill with MS, and he died at 23. And so the mother who lived with uh, Laura and them uh, when they found out that he had a child by this other lady, said, well, hey, at least we've got a, a Ferrari in the family, you know. Now, that and, was Mama Ferrari. That was Enzo's mother. Right. Enzo's mother. She said, well, you know, at least there is a Ferrari, which, and, and you said, his, I thought it was, Piero, but it's Piero, right? Piero with a P. 
with a P. Anyway, yeah. Not Fiero. That's the horrible car that Pontiac made. Fiero. Okay. Anyway, so he is raced. Now, they go to the race, which I felt the race was a little bit, um, I, I guess I expected more or something. Uh, but it did cover the fact that one of the drivers um, ran over a bunch of people and killed nine of them. But uh, as far as the race is concerned, it was okay. But I don't know. I've seen better car races in movies than this one, frankly, in my opinion. And it's my opinion. And yours might be totally different. Right, Matt? I don't know. You have to listen to the podcast and find out. Well, okie dokie. Anyway, I thought it could have been a little better and and handle. You know, he had five cars in that race, though, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's interesting. It's a good movie, but I wouldn't, I would wait till it comes out in on anything. Television, Paramount, whatever. What? On a streaming service? Yes. I really would. Because it's, I mean, I I really expected more of the race itself. And it was kind of like, I mean, it's gorgeous country there. And they go through the streets. But it just, to me, didn't cover it real terribly well. I mean, it covered them wiping out those people. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. And that's my view. Okay. And what's your view? Or no, you can't because you've already done your opinion. Oh, I can do whatever I want, Ma, even though this is your podcast. So you're asking, you I don't want to sit here. You go ahead and do it. Dude. I don't want to take over your podcast. Plus I can't talk. Listen to me. <laughs> How the, Mom, do you understand? I still have to go on the radio tomorrow morning. Yes. Uh oh. Well, so I need to save what voice I have. Yes, I understand that. Anyway, uh, but I here, thought... so that race is went on for thirty years. A total of fifty-six people right. died. Uh, the deaths involved twenty-four drivers slash co-drivers and thirty-two spectators. Oh, they said. I thought they said only nine or something. That was the one crash in 1957. Okay. Okay. And got it. I got it wrong. I'm glad I looked up the internets real quick. So this movie doesn't even take place over the entire year of 1957. It's only the summer of 1957. Oh, okay. So that's how like, much happened in this one time in Enzo Ferrari's life. Okay. And that... It, you will hear it on my podcast, but that is one of the problems I have with this movie is that it's called Ferrari. Mm-hmm. They really center on his personal life. They don't center on his company. They don't center on the vehicles. Yeah. They don't center on the racing because you can talk to fans today and you can always tell if the person is a rich person or if they're a race car fan. Because if they're a race car fan, they will tell you that, you know, Ferrari, oh man, great race car team. If it's like someone thinking about rich person, they think about the fancy expensive cars. Ferrari has always been race cars first, 
always. And that's what separates it different than everything else. Ford made cars, had a race team. Nissan made cars, has a race team. McLaren, all of them, all the big ones, even in Formula One, except for some of the teams that don't have factories at all. But they make cars and have a race team. Enzo Ferrari has a race team and makes cars to pay for his race team. He's never wanted to produce a lot of cars. He wanted to race, period. And that's what makes him so different than everyone else. Oh, I see now because I read one thing where it said that he worked on improving, changing, uh, doing better stuff on his race cars until he died in 1988. He always worked on his cars in one way, shape, or form. And they show that in the film. He's going over sketches of an engine block with his son. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. He wasn't where Henry Ford... Uh, I'm not sure if it was the third. I think it was the third during the time period of the 24-hour war, which was in the 60s. That was the 24 hours at Le Mans where Ford tried to – it kind of takes place near this same time frame because they even touch on it in the film where Ford was going to buy Ferrari. But he wanted to have 100% control of his race team, and Ford wouldn't let him do that. And so he didn't sell out to Ford. But anyways, Ford – was getting into racing to sell cars. Henry Ford III or whatever, if you watch the 24-Hour War, it's a great companion piece to this film, too, even though it takes place much later. Um, the start of this film, the start of the the um, uh, Ford versus Ferrari um, uh, film that came out a few years back, um, right. Crazy starred Christian Bale. Christian Bale originally was cast to play uh, Enzo Ferrari in this, but this film started production in 2015. The writer of this film, Mike and I talk about it in the podcast, um, the writer of this film died before this movie came out. Oh my god! That's gosh. how long this freaking movie has been in production. Really? They've changed yeah. lead actors three times. Oh, really? Gosh. Yeah, who was it? Um, Christian Bale was cast in the lead role in late 2015, prompting a reunion with director Michael Mann after Public Enemies because Christian Bale was the lead in Public Enemies. But he dropped out because he didn't have enough time time to gain the necessary weight for the role because Enzo was not a twig. He wasn't super fat, but he wasn't a twig. He was a heavier dude. And so he dropped out. Well, they hired Hugh Jackman to replace Bale, but then Adam Driver took over in the role in January of 2022. So they shot this 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 movie has been in production hell for years. Oh my gosh! Years, and they finally got it made. And we talk about it. I think it would have been better if they would have put it out back in 2015, 2016, 2017, because that's clearly where the script came from and a lot of it. But. I thought it was good, but I I liked um, the one, the other one, you mentioned it. The, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, I, that one I thought was better, but this one was different because it was more covering his life and, and not all. But it wasn't his life, though. It was just one part of his life, and that's the problem right. I have. I started alluding to it. If you're going to call it Ferrari, make it about either the race team or... Or make it about Enzo Ferrari from life to death. 
like about right. how he rose to prominence and how he just killed it during Formula One in the eighties and stuff. He couldn't lose, you know. Wow. Do that kind no, of they, stuff. I mean, didn't. it's good. I like this movie. I don't think it's an Oscar Oscar contender. No. Mike does. I don't think it is. No. But I no. enjoyed it. I. It's not. I. I feel that they. They told a part of the story. This is not the complete yeah. story. And I, I feel like they really just centered on his personal life way too much. Way, way too much. I agree with that one. But I, I talked about it again in my podcast, and I don't want to duplicate myself. Oh, no. Speaking of that, we're now probably well over an hour in okay, this well, double feature podcast. Because, okay, Ma, well, this is episode 44. You did episode 43 literally just before this because we recorded it last week. Well, Mike never, Mike's wife basically wouldn't let him do a podcast. And so we didn't get our podcast done last week. So this week you have a double feature for my podcast and we have your podcast from last week and the one from this week. So it's a super long pod. I think I need to see, tell how many cookies I give it and go so that you don't have any longer or whatever. It's fine. I'm going to be up all night anyways, but mom. Uh, do you think if the there was more racing in it, it would be better, or do you were you happy with this film, or like what would I make think, this a better film? Not knowing who Ferrari really is, I know who he is because I'm a big racing fan. I like Formula One. Uh, I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, well, me too. But uh, no, I think it. I expected more of the race or races, or I expected more of that, and there wasn't. You know, and I was kind of disappointed in that realm because I'm like, well, you know, one race, yeah, but nothing else. I mean, no, I, that's why I, I'm, nah. Anyway. Well, then so, tell us how many cookies. Um, I'd say three. Well, See, I'm what's funny three. is that you didn't like this film and you didn't think it was that super great and you give it three. Yeah, it's I liked this film. I thought it was good. I thought it was decent. It wasn't my favorite, but I gave it three and a half. And I liked this film more than you did. That's why I don't understand your rating system. You just, you don't ever give a bad score. Oh, I do too. I no, have. You don't. Name one movie uh-huh. that you gave one cookie to. Well, no, I don't know of any of that yet. I exactly. might. Them. But this isn't a one. But like I say, it's not a four either. It's just kind of, eh. What did Rotten, did you know what Rotten Tomatoes did? Oh, I don't. I, I would have to look it up. No, don't bother. No, we'll find oh, it's out. It's just going to make noise because I have a very loud keyboard. But I mean, oh. on IMDb, they rate it a 6.8 out of 10. So that's about a three on your scale because that's go. a 70%. So that's yeah. about where you're at. A three is a 70, give or take. Yeah. And and honestly, I got, I felt like, I don't know, the, they tried to make it look like it was old, but it wasn't old. But you know what I mean? The photography, the cinematography was, I, I don't know, it was kind of different. And yeah. Uh, I don't think they did that. I don't think they did that at all. Oh, okay. Uh, they might have used film, but I don't think it looked old at all. I think it looked like a modern day film. They just didn't have any. If they had CGI in it, there wasn't much. No, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, not much at all. 
really not much at all. I don't think. Well, oh, you know, one thing I found out, I didn't know this until fairly recently, but uh, Oppenheimer didn't have any CGI in it. <gasps> no. That whole film was all practical wow. effects. That's including the explosion. Including the explosion. My golly. Wow. No CGI. I'm shocked. Isn't that, that sad that that's the world we're in? That's where I heard about it. I was watching a video about it. And how it's sad that nowadays you have to tell everyone when you don't use CGI. That's how yeah. much it's used. Yeah, this didn't look like they used CGI, really. I'm sure they probably... They, they might have done for some of the backgrounds and stuff, just because yeah. I'm sure, like, especially some of these country scenes and stuff, like, there's probably houses yeah. all over the place now. So oh, I'm sure probably. they probably had to adjust backgrounds and things. But you could tell the cars are, are they're real cars. They're practical. They're driving those cars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're beautiful cars. Yes, they are. So, okay, Mom, next week, what are we talking about? We are talking about the movie Kill on Netflix. Isn't it? You mean The Killer? The Killer? Oh, The Killer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It It is a comic book based movie on a French comic book. Oh, trivia. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh lord uh mike picked it um there's not a whole lot coming out in the theaters that i want to see or he wants to see mm-hmm. uh, we might do a double feature i don't know i was trying to kind of talk him into it because there's another really good movie that i watched on netflix that came out over the christmas break but i don't think mike would do it because it's mike i know you have plenty of time to watch two movies so Oh, I do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, The Killers is directed by uh, David Fincher, which is one of Mike's favorite directors and mine too. Uh, he did things like Fight Club and Seven, and you know really? he did films like that. And this is his latest film, and it kind of snuck in under the radar. It came out the early part of December, and no one really has been paying attention to it, which is interesting. But uh, it's David Fincher. I'm sure it's pretty awesome. So we'll see how it is. Good. I will see how it is. And I will watch it. Okay. So, okay. I can see. Well, Mahinsha, do you have anything else you would like to add to Mahinsha loses her cookies episode number 44? I've lost enough cookies. (laughs) Okay. Well, I've lost my voice and your cookies at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm good. And thank you everyone for listening or putting up with me. Hey, I'm supposed to do that part. Oh, okay. You do that. Well, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another riveting episode. Or shall I just say, thank you, Eric, for listening to another episode of Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies, number 44, Ferrari. Uh, We will be back chatting at you probably next week, as long as everything keeps, you know, on the up and up and Mike doesn't get punished and told not to do a podcast again by his wife. We will be back and we're going to chat about the Netflix original the killer no is it killer or killers with an s i think it's killer okay by david fitcher i think it's killer i don't think it's killers because i think it's only about one person oh okay thank you oh hell we'll get it figured out jesus anyways Thanks again, everyone. Follow uh, Mahinsha at GramGramSV on the Twitters or X, formerly known as Twitter. She doesn't tweet, but she's on there. 
And then uh, if you ever want, you can always give her a phone call. Just let me know. I'll give you her phone number. She'd love to talk to you, Eric. So uh, anyways, all right. Thanks, everyone. And uh, have a good rest of your day, morning, evening, night, noon, whatever. Bye.